All right. Sorry. What's up? Welcome to Out of Space Games Podcast, episode 13, The Unlucky One. Whatever that means. So I named it. <laughs> uh, today we don't know what we're going to talk about, so let's just get started. My name is Jay. My name is Sean. I'm David. I'm Jared. I'm Dean. Yeah, so these last... You didn't, <laughs> what? You didn't screw up the opening for a second time. That's... Dude, I'm I never astounded. screwed up. Yeah, it's except you, for, you know, the first 11 times. It's you times. guys that screw me up. I don't screw it up. Anymore. We don't say a word, and you go, uh, out of, uh, 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 dang, I gotta do it again. All right, so even though we promised we wouldn't have sound issues last time, that was probably the most, like, sound issues <laughs> yeah. we've ever had. I have uh, finally uh, figured out at least most of my Windows 10 issues, so hopefully audio will actually export this week, and it'll be a pretty uh, nice-sounding episode of our random thoughts. Did you get rid of Windows 10? Is that how you fixed it? <laughs> no, I-, I just reinstalled it, like, five times. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Until it finally stopped giving me error messages. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we've been really busy working on stuff, playing a lot of games. We just haven't been able to ship out content. Just due to things piling up, but we still want to get a podcast in and talk about some things happening. In the works, we do have, what, AVP, gameplay, and a quick, like, how-to um, journey, uh, Wrath of Demons, play session, maybe two play sessions, and Space Cadets, correct? Yeah, Space Cadets, which is... Let's talk about that, actually. So a couple of us were able to sit down and play that this week. We mentioned it on our one of those Star Trek episodes, I think. But Space Cadets is like a simultaneous dice-rolling, competitive, team-based game. So it's very frantic, very crazy. The basic premise of the game, we all work. We're on the, the bridge of a ship, and we all have different stations. So there's like helmsmen, engineering, weapons... Shields. Tractor beam, right? Yeah. And then a captain if you have a leftover. So there's a lot of stuff going on and each person is manning one or a couple depending on how many people it plays. The game technically plays what, four to eight, I think. We played it with four people, so two people per ship. And you play on this large, I guess, square grid map. You start in opposite corners. And then you try to move up in basically take out the other ship so in terms of the actual like objective for the game it's not that difficult it's basically just get to the other ship and kill it which um sounds a lot easier than it is to actually do so what makes the game difficult is the aforementioned dice rolling so in order to basically perform any action to shoot to move to even load your weapons and there's a lot of dice rolling. So first there's this engineering roll, which he rolls just normal D6s. And depending on what number comes up, he basically assigns power to that station. So for instance, if he rolls a 1, he can assign that dice to weapons, and then weapons can roll one dice at a time. And each station basically has a minimum of, of three dice that they're rolling and trying to like lock in for them. 
since we're talking about weapons, weapons basically you need to roll like the the tip of your rocket. Oh, be the war god, isn't it? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. What? What were you saying, Dean? <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I was gonna go with a clean route, but if you want to go with that, yeah, it'd be the tip. Then the middle part is a shaft, and then you have the cup Frozen. at the end, right? Yeah. And then the fins of the rocket. Okay. Oh, I didn't know fins. what to say for the head. It's either the head or the tip or what, it's the what else? The nose. It's the nose of the rocket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're gonna say the front, the middle, and the back. <laughs> okay, the front and the middle and the back of the rocket. Jeez. There's three parts. I mean, they are a little phallic looking, so the tip. Really. Yeah, it's a rocket. I mean. <laughs> so yeah, you have to build. You have to build the rock, the torpedoes. You know, piece by piece. So you can't just roll and suddenly have a, a rocket. You have to roll until you get each piece, and that takes some time. Mm-hmm. And then once you're loaded, movement is pretty Do difficult. Do you shoot your rocket after you're loaded? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you got to be within range, okay, and lock on. Never okay. Seen. You can't just go off by accident. Yeah, all these require dice rolls. So to lock on, you have your sensor or your target dice. So you can choose whether or not, like, the sensors make it, harder for other ships to lock onto you while the targeting dice you need to overcome the other ship's sensors. Yeah. So there's kind of a am I playing offense or defense there, right? Yeah, there's some strategy there. I, I played the um that guy. So I always had to be observant of what my opponents had on their board and I would have to counter that. And sometimes that would change depending on where my ship was positioned. If we were on the offensive, then I would have to quickly roll and try to get some more targeting than they had sensors. Or if I saw that they were getting ready to fire, then I had to try to quickly roll and get some sensors to overcome their targeting. Yeah, because you can load either in your, your four or your aft. Yeah, but you only have two four dice to be shared between the targeting and the sensors. So mm-hmm. it, it was it was always reactive to what the opponent had. Yeah, so so back to movement. This is one of the clunkiest like parts of the game. You need to lock in three dice before you move, and then you have to go your entire movement. And it's never, it's basically never like a straight turning. You always have a movement forward as part of your entire movement. So your options are basically move move forward twice, move forward once. You move forward and then turn around in a U-turn, or then you move forward and turn left or right. And keep in mind, you have to lock in three of these. So sometimes you're uh, like, basically, you want to turn left and you end up like turning six ways just to get that way. And by the time you do that, your your enemy ship has moved way out of range and stuff, too. Yep. So. Or you are like right in like the pathway of your enemy ship and you're just rolling dice to get anything down and you end up just like going around in a circle like yeah it's just like i need movement so i can get away and then i need fives yeah you just get like a tiny bit away it doesn't work out always but i do think jay and jay and i were both um the the in the helm as the captains and i think we both did a very good job of staying away staying away from each other well there was quite a bit of times where Yeah, we are awesome at this game. No. <laughs> well, there was at least like three moments where either Jay or I had each other like dead to rights, 
and then we just kind of like slipped out of it at the, like the last yeah. second type. Yeah, there's one time I was, you know, one of us said fire as the other person was saying moving, <laughs> so then we just wasted a torpedo. Yeah, yeah, perfectly incised, and that's just because you already called moving at the same time. You know, I was just like, oh, okay, you got to complete the turn, and then so well, he's not there anymore, and then I think they fired at us or something. Yeah, and then the other part, I so we were what tractor beam, which we didn't use that much until the end. And then shields, which shields are fun because they do a pretty good job of defending your ship. So usually if you're fired upon, you have no shields in the area. Um, here you can be fired on like four aft starboard or port, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the boating directions. Because you're in space, so there's only four directions. Um, <laughs> right. <That> makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't have shields and you get you get hit, you automatically take damage. If you do have a shield, then the weapons person has to roll one of their dice uh, to see if they get a hit or not. So I know our ship survived much more than it should have just because we had so many shields. Yep. Yeah, we mm-hmm. had shields on three sides all the time, and whenever we lost one, my first priority was to basically, um, you know, set shields to one of those sides. So I have a question. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a quick game, but are you doing all this simultaneously? So oh, if yeah. I think about yeah. like a uh, space team, the mobile game, mm-hmm. everything's happening at once with people yelling stuff out to each other. So is it, oh, yeah. is yeah. it like that? Well, I made the joke. Yeah. You know, like, I need fives. So. Cause Jerry would always constantly say, I need fives because that was the, um, the dice he needed to. That's the movement, movement dice. Yeah. Yeah. So he's constantly just like, I need fives. And then I was like, I, I need a one or I need a two. And then you just talk to each other. Then you just hand it to each other. Then you can put it on the card and then you can use it to roll. Got yeah. It. Or, or I, anytime that I, when I was, I was weapons also. So when I finally made torpedoes, I was like, like I would say, you know, torpedoes ready. So he would know to put him, put us in a position of fire. So constantly yelling. And then someone, we just, if you, if you're ready to fire, and that's when the game pauses. So just like, after all that, they yell really loudly. So we know to stop everything. Yeah. It takes a lot of communication. I think a conclusion we came to as well is it probably plays better with more people. Yeah. Because then you have, it, like, if you had a captain who could see like, yeah. where you were, because so many times the weapons guy would be so excited, like, as soon as they're loaded, they're like, fire! And it's like, um, okay, we're nowhere near mantle. each other. <laughs> yeah, I made that mistake first few times. I learned eventually to, like, to look at where the ship is and, and you know, in regards to where the other ship is, yeah. so we're not firing like, at nothing. They're behind us now. Like, how did that happen? And also, I was like, yeah, to make sure you have the torpedo in the right position, because you can have a forward torpedo or, or a rear torpedo. And, um. <laughs> oh yeah, I went there. So there are times when um we would yell fire and like oh shit, they're in front of us, but my I don't have a torpedo there. I have in the other spot. So then you'd be like, never mind. Yeah, yeah, and I so I really feel like a captain if they weren't like in charge of any station, they would be able to kind of relay this information a little better. Yeah, I mean, a captain would be essential to the game because. You'll be able to make the right movements or the right, right decisions. You know, everyone else, because it takes a lot of you know focus to keep constantly rolling the die and everything. Yeah, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I want I want to play it again with more people to see if we're able to do more with that. 
And there's an expansion that basically players can use like small fighter ships that are in charge of their own set of dice. They're much more maneuverable and, and powerful because, you know, you're not having to work with five other people in order to maneuver your ship. It's just you by yourself. But right. We also talked about the idea of playing with variants like where only the captains can see like the map or like you're basically playing blind in some ways. Instead of being able to constantly look up what the other person has prepared. Stuff like that. It would definitely make it really interesting and add a certain level of difficulty to it. I just saw some like web comic today. They were talking about how, you know, when Starship and Star Trek, when ships like meet each other, they're always like nose to nose, you know? Mm -hmm. But in actual space, they'd be like in different like wacky directions. Again, at space, we have only four directions and one plane. Yeah. Or else it's too confusing. I know a lot of people don't really like uh, dice rolling games because they feel like it's too random. But I feel like this game does a really good job of kind of like mitigating the randomness by making it very much like uh, skill related, I guess. I mean, you can roll enough and you roll so many times that I feel like the randomness is almost taken out. Unless you're just, like, terrible at rolling dice and you just roll, like, the same thing over and over. I, I don't know. The only time I felt like I was getting, like, screwed by the dice was when I was trying to get the left side. Because I don't know my ship directions. Um, Star- my left side, uh, port. starboard, or port uh, shields up. And I couldn't roll a four shield for, like, <laughs> the life of me. I, I was just, like, rolling and rolling. Eventually, I just gave up. I'm just like, all right, I don't need that one. I'm good. I, I never put up a, a left side shield all, the entire game. Yeah, you're right, though, because I, I think it balances itself out because everyone has the same probability, you know, and there's some st- strategy because you don't have to settle for whatever you roll. Uh, there's right. always there's kind of that push your luck element. For instance, if you're targeting, you have a single target or one of the dice sites, you get two targets. So it's like, right. do I keep the one or do I take the two? Cause there's more value there. Or right. if you're, if you're maneuvering, a lot of times I would just lock in my forwards just because I'm like, okay, I can, I can go far forward and then just turn how I need to and, and deal with it later. But then sometimes, you know, I really needed a left turn or else I end up going into a wall. So. I'd have to spend time getting the right roll the first time before I could lock in my other two. So I do think there's a lot of luck involved, but it doesn't mean it's there's no strategy. Yeah. This is your captain speaking. I've had reports of incoherent shouting and confusion throughout the cabin. I want to assure you that this is perfectly normal. Just follow the instructions and remember to work together. As a space team. So, it's good that you guys mentioned space team. Because right now, there is a Kickstarter for a board game version of space team. Hmm. I'm curious to see how that would really work. Unless, again, it's it's just constant dice rolling. It's not. It's all cards. It's all cards. Cards. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I actually haven't... Uh, watch the video or any of that so a quick recap about space team space team is a oh, this says a fast-paced cooperative shouting card game where you race <laughs> yeah. to repair your malfunctioning spaceship that's pretty much it wow they funded that wow well 
$85,000. I mean, Space Team is a free app. You can get it. It's cross-compatible, too, so you can get it for iOS or Android devices. You could download it right now. But it's it's a game that you play. You're shouting out controls because things are happening, so you may have to, like, switch on the Z filter or something. But oftentimes what displays, the instructions that display on your screen are for someone else. So someone else who is on the ship with you has to perform that function. So it's a lot of shouting because everyone has their own instructions that need to be completed within a certain amount of time. And because most of the time they're not yours, you have to listen out and be aware of like what options you actually have. And as the game goes further and further, you have to do things like shake your device or turn it upside down to avoid like wormholes or panels will be falling apart or like sludge is dripping over it. So you have to wipe it off with your touch sensitive screen and stuff. So I wonder how they're going to make it the, the board game because like, how do you know what options your teammates have, you know, with a card based thing? I don't know. It'd probably help if I just watched the video. But. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. There Watching is a video. It, it sounds like uh, kind of like Go Fish. So you get the malfunction, uh-huh. and then you basically have to figure out who has the cards that you need to fix that sector of the ship that you're responsible for. Okay. Yeah, just as everyone plays and shouts at the same time. So you're probably constantly drawing and shouting and stuff. Yeah, and is there maybe a timer or something that gives you like the, or maybe, I don't know. I don't really want to watch the video, so I'm just kind of trying to read and look at pictures. <laughs> Only about 30 seconds of it actually involved the gameplay. Oh, well, that's like most campaign videos. Yeah. I don't know. I have it started. I'll, I'll watch the video after it. It was just interesting because I just noticed it. It feels very much in the same vein as Space Cadets. Just Space Cadets, you have an actual like goal at the end of it to, to do something. This one is just more survive as long as you can because inevitably you will lose because things just get too crazy so i'm not sure if it it'll replace the digital experience though because i think that has certain you know aspects to it that that make it enjoyable and because they already push the play with your friends while you're in the same room type of thing i think making a, a card game version is maybe a little bit redundant but it's for people that can't afford iphones <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, if you want to try it out, uh, you can, like I said, download it for free. You can play with just two people. So, it's a good uh, relationship test. Yeah, it is. See how <laughs> you well you if you don't get at least like to level eight, uh, you might want to rethink uh, your relationship. <laughs> yeah, get a divorce. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> You might need to take like a marriage communications class or something. I don't know. So, yeah. And then also check out the Kickstarter if you guys are interested. I'm guessing some people might have just backed it because they've had so much fun with the app. And because the app is free, it's like, hey, here's a way we can toss some some money and get something out of it and help out the players. Plus, there is like a not safe for, no, sorry, not suitable for space expansion, which... Right. There's probably talk of uh-huh. rockets and tips and stuff like that. So. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Ooh. Yeah. That would make me uncomfortable. Oh, God. Everything makes you uncomfortable. Just the tip? Just the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> How was I supposed to know you're lactose intolerant? Because I kept screaming it. Well, and- fine. Are 
Are you gonna pay for your lunch? Just the tip. I'm getting into the good stuff in Star Trek now. This Dominion stuff is, uh, yeah, a lot of key players just popped up. What? Deep Space Nine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Deep oh, I'm behind. I'm only on season two of that. Wait, don't they, I thought they met the Dominion pretty early, didn't they? <clears throat> well, but not the, like, Jem Hadar. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll have to jump back into that. All then. this stuff. So that's it's why good. you haven't been editing the videos. What? No. Well, we could okay. All right, nice I, I got I got re-addicted to Civ Five, so that's the reason why I haven't. Uh, yeah, Civ Five. Oh my gosh, it is like I played for three hours last night, and it was literally like I looked at the clock and was like, "Oh, I've been playing Civ Five for three hours." Dude, I hate when I start a Civ Five game on like Saturday afternoon because it just takes up the rest of my whole weekend. It just kills me. It's good thing you don't have anything like a wife and kid to worry about. You know what? <laughs> they can take care of themselves. <laughs> They'll be fine. Dave and his wife don't work together well in space yeah. team. They always <laughs> lose on the first one. I'm podcasting from a small corner of the basement right now. So that's fine. Yeah, when Dave and his wife play Space Team, they just yell, you do it. No, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a Civ board game, too. It's supposed to be pretty good. But I feel like the game is already pretty much a board game. It is. It is. Actually, if you listen to, uh, we've talked about them before, board game, or what is it called? <laughs> game Design Roundtable podcast. Mm, uh, yeah. The two hosts, they were both former... Um, Civ developers, I think one was like a Civ three, one Civ four. They're the ones that uh, designed Tomorrow, the board game. Okay, but they get a lot of people from. I think because of their background, they get a lot of video game designers as well as board game designers to come in and talk from that perspective. So it's one of the. It's probably the best. I think just game design podcast out there. Just a lot of good stuff, but. Who knows? Maybe they helped design the board game too. I don't know. You guys want to go into anything? Um, I received shipping confirmation request for Fireteam Zero. Um, I do have some Kickstarter news. Coup, G54, and Melee have both shipped from Kentucky, I believe. So I should be getting those within probably a week. I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, Ghostbusters is currently on a boat from China, so we probably got four more weeks until that hits the states, and then probably another three or four once it gets here. Hopefully, it'll be here for a little bit after Halloween. What did we get on Cthulhu last week, Jay? Just a prototype. Everything like fits in a nice slipcase, so if you'll get the screen and the hardpack books. They all fit. Yeah, there's a ton of Kickstarters coming in. Sean mentioned Fire Team Zero. I feel bad. I, I pledged at $1 and then I never upgraded. Oh, no. For the backer kit, but I figure Sean did, so. Yeah, I can actually ship that to you if you want to do the unboxing. Maybe. The figures and stuff do look really cool, and the, the books were. Yeah, they were, look really nice. The books weren't bad either. Yeah, they were like. They were fun horror action quick reads, yeah. Yeah, like World War II setting with some. Well, the second one's modern day. But it has, like, you know... Obviously, yeah, I didn't read it. Um. <laughs> you didn't even read... Man, I actually read it. I read I read the first one. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. 
there's a third one coming out at some point. I guess when he's done with the board game. So I got mm, Kickstarter wise. There's a game called Coven from Eight Summit Games. I feel like they helped out with Till Dawn. Maybe they not. made it, Till Dawn was theirs. Okay, so they they're the publishers. Okay, yeah, they're the publishers. So, right. so I got Coven. I'm not. I haven't opened it yet. It's about witches, right? Yeah, I think it's social deduction though, which is probably what drew me to it. I remember seeing it, and I remember it had like a unique board that like twisted throughout like the gameplay to reveal like more stuff. I don't remember. I know I know it's something about the board and how it rotated like turn by turn or something. Yeah. So the big news is probably Kingdom Death Monster. It's kind of in the same vein as, as Journey and AVP in that it's it's on a large board, very modular with characters you can upgrade and customize. But it's a cooperative survival, they call it survival horror. I guess it's a really difficult game. Kind of Monster Hunter-ish where you fight one large boss and then like salvage parts from it to upgrade your armor and equipment and stuff like that. One of the main selling points of the game is the miniatures, I believe, like in the Kingdom Death world and, and the creator and everything. He first started as just producing like just either limited edition or just pin up stuff. So it's got pretty imaginative, crazy like designs. One of the unique ac- aspects of the game. David. Sorry. yeah like i said the game is more about the miniatures and stuff so that's probably what you want to look at so how is the gameplay actually is it any good or because he kept it like under wraps pretty secret yeah so there's a there's a ton of stuff this is probably the biggest board game component wise weight wise you know um and that's on top of like cthulhu wars and journey which were huge this just has so so many things because you're you're almost encouraged to it's kind of roguelike in the sense that you'll probably die and you'll want to recreate your characters until you get the hang of how to defeat certain things and how to go about it because you're building settlements and encampments so you can upgrade to build like shops and stuff and blacksmith so then you can craft your armor so you're progressing this entire i don't want to say civilization but the settlement in this unknown world that he's created and you're fighting enemies to yeah further it so it's like very in-depth in that sense because each boss has its own like ai deck which determines how it attacks and how it behaves and everything but then also there's like a loot deck in terms of when you when you kill it what type of items it'll drop and what you can get from it so in old school rpgs you would equip someone with like the leather gauntlets and then you could upgrade it to like a steel gauntlet but your character on the screen never changed which most of the time it's like that in board games unless you include a ton of them so kingdom death monster has basically included a ton of things so no matter how you choose to upgrade your character if you start with like the leather stuff or you move you kill the like the white lion as one of your enemies then you can have like the lion set of armor but basically every enemy type you fight you can craft armor from them but you have a a miniature equivalent of that as well so if you want to equip your character and build them with the actual like corresponding miniature you can do that 
it's all very modular in that sense. So I still don't know how much game time we're going to get with it. It seems like one of those that the more time you get with it, the better it probably is. But it's just so many miniatures to build. I don't know. Seems yeah, like so a like a lot of the draw of Kingdom Death merchandise are the miniatures like apart from the board game. He has this one like Hong Kong artist that draws like kind of busty, pervy artwork. <clears throat> so a lot of the miniatures are just like pinup of these uh exotic women wearing next to nothing. Like it might be like that lion armor, but it'll be like a pervy version of it. That's not part of the game. And feminists love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his miniatures are definitely a selling part of the game. It's somewhat hard to judge because they, they don't come assembled because, you know, they want to give you the flexibility to build your characters however they are. So in some ways it's, I don't know, harder to, to compare at least out of the box against Cthulhu Wars or Journey because they're not, you know, pre-assembled. So it's just really daunting, but I, I did want to mention it because I think it's one of the, going to be one of these niche games that people will, will either pick up and like play it a ton and be like their only game they play or, one of these, like, why did I spend money on this? And can't get it to the table again. So how did you get this gold PS4? That's how. Really? Because I heard that you can only win it at Taco Bell. <sighs> Grab a quesarito or volcano quesarito big box for a chance to win a limited edition gold PS4 bundle. There's a winner every 10 minutes. All right, so it's that time of the year again. Everybody should head over to Taco Bell and buy one of those box meals and try to win a PS4. <laughs> this year's PS4 is gold. Now, the only re- reason that I'm mentioning this is that I actually won one last year. I won the Destiny White what? Bundle. Yep. So. And how much Taco Bell did you eat? <laughs> well, okay. So I actually last year I more bought, than $400 dollars worth. No, I bought three boxes last year, and none of those codes won me anything. The last two weeks of this contest, they always give out uh, a daily code that you can use once a day. And the way the contest contest works, it's um, every 10 minutes, they'll pick entries. So one person will win every 10 minutes. So you can enter once a day with the free code the last two weeks. And that's when I eventually won. So, yeah, it's it works. It could happen to you. Yeah, so if I'm playing a Battlefront come December, it's because I won one. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be eating Taco Bell for Christmas. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got a, oh, man, I got a lot of Kickstarters in. So I, another one called Strange Aeons. It's a miniature skirmish game based around Lovecraftian and the Cthulhu mythos. So. Skirmish game that only requires, you know, two to five miniatures on each side. So it's not this giant war game, but much more, you know, Lovecraftian where you have one or two investigators going in and they stumble upon some crazy monsters. But And then they just die. (laughs) If we're going to be like true to form, I mean, they don't really stand a chance. Okay, it's not like they're fighting like elder gods and stuff. They're more, you know, like a star vampire or a ghast or... These types of... So only, like, one of them die. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried it. I was actually 
heard about it when Cthulhu Wars was, or through Cthulhu Wars, because people were like, you know, these miniatures are awesome. There should be like a a war game or a skirmish game where you can use these. And someone was like, oh, there's there's actually a pretty fun rule set that utilizes it. So hmm. I haven't opened it at all, so I have no idea how good the miniatures or whatever are, but. You should do an unboxing video and put it on our YouTube page. I'm so behind on editing. Because then t- yesterday I just got in a <laughs> <laughs> Kickstarter for Advanced Warfighter, I think. It's from Dan Versen Games, DVG. He does a lot of like military simulation, military war games, which basically it's own subgenre, you know. When people talk about, oh, I'm a board gamer, they never mean I'm a mini ch- or I'm a war gamer because <laughs> that's like different territory. But this one is a a cooperative, like a card based game. But you have cards that are locations, so you still move your guys up with different mission objectives and stuff. I don't know. It seems really cool. I think because I'm I'm a fan of Battlefield and stuff like that. You know, I I, I just want a, a fun. I guess military themed board game that's not a straight up war game. Like Dave's favorite, Gettysburg or whatever. Guns of Gettysburg. Oh, Guns of Gettysburg. There you go. But I'd really like to try it. So this was the Kickstarter for the second wave of stuff where you get this huge, they call it the foot locker, but basically it stores everything from past expansions in it with a neat new map. So I will probably get that unboxed and thrown up there. Because I never actually unboxed the base game either because I was waiting for this second part. But plenty of games to open and play. I started a joke Which started the whole world crying But I didn't see That the joke was on me Board and I have time to kill. Uh, I might start browsing articles on Zergnet, and one of them today was what? the. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> I guess yeah. it like forces you to. It's not like I'm trying to browse. You just do it naturally. Yeah. Just cause. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Some some of them are sometimes okay. You know. Yeah. But it's just they're so clickbaity. It's annoying. You'll never believe what happened. I just figured they were all like malware. Yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, so the article I stumbled across was um, Jared Leto's. He was talking about uh, his upcoming role. Well, his role in the upcoming movie Suicide Squad, and saying that apparently he went all out and he was like in character the whole time. It's like to, going to the point of like giving other cast members and crew members weird gifts like he gave what was it Margot Robbie who plays Harlequin a live rat as a present and constantly talking and laughing as the Joker and he said that after that would be wa- so annoying yeah, <laughs> like I, would pu- I would punch him if I was on set isn't it when, when people finally see the, uh, his portrayal of the Joker they're gonna lock him up cause it's that supposed to be that insane so I don't know even though it's him talking about it, but it definitely helps me 
if you really, you know, committed that much to it, then yeah, it could be pretty good. Definitely have a little bit more faith. Yeah, I I heard about that. That's he, I mean, he's a good actor. I think he he does that all the time with the standing yeah. character kind of thing. Yeah. And speaking of the Joker, yeah. Um I think the most recent Gotham episode uh there's a character in there what? that's not the Joker but is basically the Joker which it's a really young actor that's playing him but it's like a mix of kind of Jack Nicholson and Mark Hamill and super campy but that show might actually be semi watchable now in season I say the two. second season's all right but the actor is also on um I think it's a Showtime show Shameless yeah 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 he's pretty good on that yeah so yeah he's He's pretty fun on Gotham. Hmm. Arrow season three is coming to Netflix in October. Also, nice. I'm Be behind noted. on that. Too bad I already watched the whole season. I know. <laughs> so Supernatural season ten. I stopped watching that after I couldn't get through the fifth season. Oh, I mean it. It got real, just not great. But I just got to keep watching it. <laughs> Apparently, I look like a character on there. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I just hope Suicide Squad is good. I don't know. Be nice. The, actually, the thing that I'm most worried about is actually Will Smith. Cause yeah. Will Smith and his ego. I hope that doesn't I just think it. a lot of the characters look really, I don't know, lame. Cosplay like? Just, yeah, they do. Like, or I just feel like their costumes weren't done very well. I didn't think casting was done very well. I don't know. I want it to be good because I really like the Suicide Squad, but I have low expectations. I agree with you on the look. Um, casting, I guess I'm okay with it for most of it. I don't know. I think the director is good, so I'm just hoping that it seems like he was given enough freedom to, I guess, realize his vis- version of it. So yeah, he. I like the stuff that he's written. Could be good. Oh yeah, I read today. So. Like, Marvel is going all in, and they're taking all the X-Men out of Marvel Comics. <laughs> Dang. Like, straight up, like, F you, Fox. Like, <laughs> they don't Dang. even exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, oh. X-Men used to be their top sellers. Like, all the Xbox were just top sellers back in the, what, especially the 90s. And I assume they were still probably pretty high selling. Yeah, no, they're doing it because Fox... They want Fox to give the rights back for the yeah, movies. Yeah, it's it's a negotiation tactic at this point, because if Fox won't give the rights back, then the franchise will just lose its value until Marvel can just pick it up back cheap. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't think that the like comic book movies translate to people buying comics. Oh no, they don't because it's, so, it's like one percent or something. I feel like they're just hurting comic fans, which. Is a horrible move. But, I don't know, has there been a comic book movie about a comic that's no longer, like, in run, in print? But doesn't Yeah, like, when the, what, The Shadow, when that came out? I don't think The Shadow, <laughs> right, those like, comics. Has there been a good movie about? <laughs> uh, the Spirit? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, God. Sin City? No, um. Yeah, Sin City was over by the time the movies came out. That's true. Like, I know what you're trying to say, Jerry, but at the same time, I feel like... So, if they continue to make good X-Men movies, people will continue to watch it. 
I think First Class did well enough so people were like, okay, we're back in this X-Men thing, even though they made some terrible movies. But the, it's it's like, well, I it's mean, like you and your Resident Evil. They're still watching the movies even then when they're bad, too. So Yeah, well, I mean, the X-Men movies have been good <laughs> since First Class, though. First Class and then... Days of Future Pass. The, the last one um, and then the upcoming Apocalypse. They're all going to be decent, so... I mean, then, those movies I mean, aren't going away. Hugh Jackman's gonna die eventually, and then, this, like, basically the whole franchise dies. Well, yeah. he said he said he's done playing Wolverine. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, they're ta- they're talking about getting Tom Hardy to. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's a good fit. I don't know. I'm more interested in Marvel kind of pumping their own brand on Netflix through the some of the lesser known comics. Yeah. Yeah. Know, what, what's her name? Uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Um, yeah. is getting a series. Yeah, and then and I forgot the actress's name. Yeah. yeah, and then Cage is getting a series. I don't know. I, I think from what the way that they did Daredevil, if they can produce another quality, I don't know if you would even call it independent, you know, on their own series, I, I think they could do a real good job there and kind of create this secondary universe of not so popular comics. Aren't they like recasting or talking about doing a rebooted Daredevil movie? No, I heard Matt Damon would be open to redoing oh. Daredevil. And he would be like, but if you're Marvel, you already have a successful, you know, I think Daredevil did pretty well on Netflix. And well, got a they're, lot of they're, they're not like DC, for, so their universe is all connected, the TV and right. the movies. So I don't think they're going to cast another Daredevil. Because honestly, that Netflix Daredevil is the best comic book show out there right now. I mean, they have that actor. They're not going to recast him and make a Daredevil movie. I think they're just going to keep that in the TV realm. Or do a Netflix, like, exclusive movie. Right. Yeah, that, that could work. And and that's what I kind of foresee happening, is that they're going to take these lesser-known stories and do TV shows and then release, you know, in a year or two, like Defenders. a Netflix exclusive. Yeah, Luke like, Cage, right? That's the, that's the right, new one? Right, yep. Who I actually had to go and wiki on Wikipedia <laughs> because I, I was <laughs> I had no idea who he was, but uh, you don't know band. that Nicholas Cage named himself after Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should know that fact. Oh, yeah. Why would you put the same two consonants after each other on purpose, Luke Cage? That's just annoying to say. I don't know. Whenever I, don't I, know. I just think of like Johnny Cage from like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 like I'm just like, wait, is he just like? A buff dude that has some like special powers. I don't know. He has like impenetrable skin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been part of what Avengers, and then all mm-hmm. the Netflix people are probably going to end up being part of the Defenders at some point. Yeah. Jared, why are they making another Resident Evil movie? That's what I because Jared. I will go see it. <laughs> no, I think they just this is the they last just started right? filming. Yeah, it is. The final chapter is called. Yeah. So. Oh god! And it's gonna take place like inside the White House. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like Wesker is like the president or something. I don't what? know what. That's how the like, whole last... world is like. How do you know like, all this stuff? One. <laughs> because I remember seeing the last one. The previous oh, one, like, uh, they end up like ending like White House has like fallen or whatever, and then they. Get inside of it and like Wesker's in like the Oval Office <laughs> and he like he turns around in his chair. Yeah. I just remember like, Wentworth oh, Wentworth Miller in that one. I don't know. Wentworth. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was Chris Redfield. It was terrible, but... Yeah, he... What's up with Wentworth Miller? Hold on. He's like... Because he... (laughs) Seriously, this dude was... It's like the only role... The only role he could play is the dude from Present Break, is Michael Schofield, you know? Right. Right, because he didn't... He was also a hospital orderly in the original Underworld. Yeah, he was. And he's also, you know, he's tried well, he's, to do other things, but they well, he's just Captain been... Cold in uh, Flash. Yeah, and he's going to be Captain Cold in Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, so th- I guess that's his most recent role. Is he good, though? I guess I haven't seen him in he's those okay. roles. He's, he's not... Kind of campy. He's not outstanding. But... Yeah. You know, yeah. all the villains in the Flash are kind of campy. Oh, yeah. They, they're like the super... Oh, I love, I love Flash villains. Yeah. I wish they could do Gorilla Grodd. Man, that'd be... <laughs> oh, they're gonna do Gorilla Grodd. They've teased get, it already. Get Andy Circus to do it. Yeah. yeah. Nah, they don't um, get the budget for that. It'll be a Tim Burton style. <laughs> Wentworth Miller was actually in Young Justice. No way. Don't don't look it up. Who do you think he was? He, he was in one episode. Oh. Uh, no. I don't know. He was Slade Wilson. Really? Huh. Huh. According to IMDb. Yeah, and for for any listeners that don't know, you have to watch Young Justice. It's on Netflix. It's only season one's on Netflix. Oh well, that's the best oh. season. Well, but then it, it just like oh, it's a season tease. two is awesome, and then you you want more, and they only have the first one. Yeah, but yeah. once you watch season two, then there's no more. So yeah, it's just yeah, so so it's that's just sad. then you get sad inside. It is it's wa- so dumb because right when they were about to go to apocalypse. And- the dark side stuff. Because they didn't sell enough action figures. All right, so I googled Wentworth Miller, and supposedly there's going to be a Prison Break revival. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. heard that too. That was the next thing I was going to bring up. I was like, yes, finally he can be in a show where he's good. <laughs> Wait, but spoiler alert: How are going to have him in it? <laughs> Basically, they're just oh. going <laughs> to maybe they're going to back retcon it or something. Because I think they ended it that way as like a a proper like finish, but that was like the worst finish. I got so it mad was. watching that. That was so stupid. Was. So I think they're just gonna erase I'm that. I'm like mad now. <laughs> well, I got mad. I couldn't finish the third season because it got so bad. Oh, it was really bad. A lot that of was shows only... have that problem. Yeah, I... By the third season, they just I feel garbage. like I feel like with Prison Break, Fox is like, oh, we have this great idea for a show, but we only have one season. <laughs> it's worth of ideas. Yeah. And then it ends up being this, this like big hit. And they're like, oh shit, we didn't like think out any of the rest of the seasons. Let's just like write Make some stuff, stuff as we go. Yeah. Instead of yep. having like at least like a full out storyline of at least a couple seasons they could go through. Or what happens is they try to redo basically what worked in the previous right, seasons. Yeah. yeah. And then rip. Rick Grimes' wife's actress was just as annoying in Prison Break as she was on Walking Dead. Sarah Sarah Wayne. Yeah, I forgot she was in Prison Break. Yep. Man, they had a lot of like stilted, like wooden actors in that show, but they were like, <laughs> they worked for their roles. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. but I love the the Southern hillbilly. The what's his name? T.J. Yeah, he's a good actor though. He, yeah, he's he really is. good. I was actually picturing like wooden. 
stilted actors. <laughs> like, a lot of actors on stilts. Or just like, <laughs> wow. okay. like they didn't have enough a full budget for like real people in the cells, so they just had like wooden dummies sitting in the cells, and you just didn't notice. I don't know. But even his brother, what's what's his Lincoln <laughs> Dominic Purcell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the oh, same yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like in he's that show, he's awesome. Man. But then in everything else, you're like, really, man? Like, yeah, he's awful. He's also in. He's also Blade in the Flash, and, Flash. and Blade Three. Yes. Oh, I know. That's Blade the Prison three. Break reunion. Yeah, we won't talk about Blade <laughs> Three for any reason. I'm just saying. No, Flash is really the the uh, sequel to Prison Break. Yeah. <laughs> what they did. <laughs> Pretty much. They all, they How all they got back in prison. <laughs> so, and it's a sequel to the new prison break because then they'll be thrown in prison again. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the source. Is Flash coming to Netflix? Because I'm yeah, behind on yeah, that. I'm it's, sure it's coming it will, this month. Yeah. It's okay. Don't watch it. It's so. It is bad. Not, no, it's campy. Like, it's it's campy. It's, it's the Flash. It's good. <laughs> it, it's campy. Like how can. How can a show be good when two thirds of the way they see literally every cast member finds out his secret identity? That's the thing these days. Everybody yeah. knows. It doesn't matter. And then, and it With doesn't the affect like, the storyline at all. Yeah. What and are they going to the do? Catch him? No. Oh, no, no wait, let's argue this. With the whole. No, 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 no. It's so bad. Like, like what happens? the same, but and, and if you think about it, even Superman and Man of Steel, that is the case because Man of Steel is no, no, terrible. No, but think about. No, I'm not. Whether you like that movie or not, think about the notion of I have like a simple mask or eyeglasses, and then just because I do that, nobody can recognize who I am. That kind of notion. That's not the only reason why I dislike that, that, That's a very like 1950s notion that I'm glad they're doing away with. Because in, in, uh, in Smallville and in Man of Steel, everybody in town knew who he was, but they would, you know, never divulge it to the other Kryptonians or whatever. It's just a notion that, you know, they've written out of, which uh, I applaud. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but it's not it's not because of that. Because the writing is just horrendous. The characters are really dumb. The drama is way overdone. And then the yeah, whole... But it's, on, it's the just whole on the finale, CW, though. The, the whole finale... Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's, just get a little tipsy it's and completely then watch it like, and you'll like it better. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, it's like you, you build up to something and then... You do something, you, you do you completely do the opposite, and you do something really stupid instead. So just like, okay, well, it was like, how am I your mother? You know, just like, let's have. The, no, the, that the, I did not watch. It's kind of <laughs> like that. Like literally, it's called How I Met Your Mother. The whole whole the entire series, and especially the last season, built on meeting the mother, and then within like five minutes, she kills her off, and then you know, oh, actually, this whole thing is about you know him dating Robin. It's like, okay, you guys are really really dumb because you just completely negated everything you spent the last eight years building up it's kind of like that the whole season builds up to something and then they just do something really completely man i feel really bad for the one how How i met your mother mother fan who's watching this right now who's like (laughs) what the hell (laughs) um the flash is not a show that i would sit down and like turn on my TV with my bowl of popcorn and watch. <laughs> but like, yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. Nice I was, flash. But I like, was using my computer or something. It's still. It was just like no, this is so it's a bad. Great show to put on while you're like playing you know, Hearthstone, playing, playing Hearthstone, playing Diablo, doing something that it's just like I can kind of watch this and not really pay that close attention. And then when the villains come up or when 
like the flash is you know running real fast you can kind of pay attention and be like all right that's well, cool okay yeah um, if you completely ignore all the stories and <laughs> plots that they wrote and all the characters then you're yeah, just a, it's a pretty good show <laughs> you're just a hater dude no it just if something is so badly written i it makes me angry cuz it's like it, it's not hard to do a good job with something like that. Well, I'm glad like, you didn't well, watch Gotham season one, but <laughs> oh, God. I have. I yeah, but Gotham. On, I don't plan on watching it. I still don't. I still don't get the like why Gotham exists. Because people couldn't get enough of Batman. Yeah. yeah. All right. Can't get enough of Batman and Nolan's money. Batman. The thing that gets me about Gotham, it's like, here's like the first time you see a villain, and they make some like dumb joke about yeah how, you know no, something sure. that it's gives, yeah. super obvious who it, right who it it's is. like oh i guess i'll waddle away for like the penguin it's like really like are you kidding me right now like you couldn't like he's slowly actually one of the best characters penguin, like or like um with selena kyle she said something about like something something meow and it's like like come on like that is terrible like, in the words oh, of Charles man. Barkley, that's terrible. Like, come on. It's the best, man. It's the best. I love yeah. reading, like... It's like lazy video game <laughs> reviewers. Yeah. Spider-Man swings into stores today. Like, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> but I guess I can't really talk about watching bad TV shows because I think I was the only person in the entire world that watched The Cape all eight episodes nice i watched the first one it was it was terrible but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i passed over it on netflix Uh, yeah isn't heroes heroes reborn how's that oh yeah Yeah. i was gonna get to that is that any good Uh, the original show the first season was like decent and then mm -hmm. the second one was like horror bad and then the trailer for the new one looks worse than the second season, so <laughs> I have no hope for it. And it went for more seasons than that. I didn't even know. Because, Sean, your roommate used to watch it. And every yeah, time I'd well, go over liked, there... He liked bad stuff. Like, he just yeah. had bad <laughs> But I've, I feel like every time I went over there, like, the same stuff was happening. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, wasn't this, like... Skylar's doing something evil and killing Siler. people. Oh, oh, no. Whatever. Nobody cares what his name is. He's Spock. No. So anyways, yeah, none of us watch Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> They're bringing back too many shows, though. X-Files. X-Files, oh yeah, yeah. it's January. I'm actually, I'm kind of pumped for X-Files. A little bit, yeah. Maybe it'll be as good as the movies. No. <laughs> Hopefully it's better than the movies. I don't think it'll be as good as the original TV show, but um, I don't know, if they can answer some mythology questions, or even a mythology question i think it'd be kind of cool there's like a lot of questions aren't there yeah but i feel like they have to leave a majority of them to leave like the mystique of the show but even if they were to just answer like one or two or something i think it'd be pretty cool yeah it'll be interesting to see how that does twin peaks is also coming back next year oh yeah man that show is weird yeah that show is painful it's painful like people overhype uh, David Lynch. I I liked the finale episode. I hated the, like the rest of the series. I couldn't make it through. I don't know. I've tried so many times. Yeah, don't. I, it took me three tries to make it through. I'll just play Deadly Premonition. <laughs> it's basically Twin Peaks, the video game. 
but like weirder. Oh my gosh. This was a pretty random episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. I think it's good, though. I have been playing a video game based on an old movie, Alien Isolation. Is it Star Wars Card Trader? <laughs> it's not even a game. That's not even a game. That's like, what the heck? There actually, there's no official game. The game is like... It's not a game. No, there's no... <laughs> it's just opening packs. That's not... No, the trading part... There's a lot of market strategy. <laughs> did I cut that part out of the last podcast? I think I did. <laughs> yeah. No, it's in there. Really? Yeah. When we talked about it. Oh my gosh. I know I cut it short because I was like, "What the?" <laughs> How dare you? No, a- Alien Isolation is pretty fun. It's like a complete horror game. I guess the main selling point is that you basically can't kill the alien. It's a first-person view or whatever. But it's got its own AI, so it never does the same thing twice. And it basically stalks you through these levels and stuff. And it's creepy because you have the motion track and you can hear it coming around and stuff. And you can also hear it, like, in the vents above you or below you. And so you know it's, like, creeping around. It has its flaws, but it's really freaky. It's fun. I like it. I don't know. It's one of those horror games that you want to stop playing, I guess. But you keep doing it because it's good anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't played a horror game in a while. One of the other cool things about it, I think it basically recreates like the future vision that the alien had. So everything is like, what do they got? That, that faux leather texture, you know, on like everything. So it's like a 1980s vision of the future. Okay. So it's really cool. The aesthetic to it and stuff. So. All right. I don't know, I'm liking it a lot. And it's one of these games where you can't level up. So I can't just play the, you know, t- for 10 hours on the second level, just leveling up and then stop playing the game. So I take it you die a lot in Dark Souls. Me? Yeah. No, I, I've, I've died like twice in Dark Souls. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I've only played the first level of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've probably played that first You're level. You're supposed like- to tell us that first. <laughs> oh, oh, I've played it like 50 times. Uh, just because there's a boss in there that you can farm. He kills you in one hit. So if I didn't get away in time, that's how he's killed me. But but I stopped playing that game because it's one of those things, man. If I can farm early on, I won't ever beat that game. <laughs> I'm lazy. I don't like like, I don't know. I want to just play through the game. Just put on easy mode. You can't in that game, but. All right, so I did want to shout out. <laughs> a, a shout out off of a shout out. <laughs> no. So two episodes, you know, we gave a shout out to Isaac Frischman, who's been, you know, big supporter of the podcast, listening, liking all our stuff, you know. And as soon as he did that, you know, he basically ignores us. Because he got busy with school. Uh-huh, whatever. Listen, it doesn't matter what your excuse is. <laughs> After we shout you out, you can... <laughs> you can't just drop us like that, all right? So we talked a little trash about him. 
But this past week, he redeemed himself. So he didn't even like our podcast post. It was like a random journey unboxing. So, whatever. Shout out, Isaac. We'll give you another chance. If you blow it this time, though, you're done. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> but thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, we need to get a board game night, though, with just some of these local, like, listeners, you know? So why? So we can just, like, school them and how to play board games? <laughs> no, no. No, it's when uh, Jay can pretend. He's like, oh, I'm not very good at this game. What? And then school everyone. Yeah. <laughs> But Jay, like, though, I'm not. Jay, okay, okay, Jay okay. never wins when we play board games. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. There's always a big misconception because I'm not very good at board games, and I always try to say this. My my main purpose, Dave's rolling his eyes. Whatever. Already, we all Already. are. Jay. Once you once you wait, wait for the rest knows of my you point. is rolling their eyes when they heard that. The thing is, I don't I don't care about. I like to win a lot. I'm competitive, but when I sit down to play a board game, especially if there's a new player. My purpose is to have everyone have a good time. By my purpose you know what is I mean? to destroy them. I'm way too competitive for my own. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah, turn it off. Jared is crazy. And, and that's why a lot of times, you know, Jared, I'll say, like, Jared's in the lead. We need to stop him. I, no, Not I, so that. I fully get it. Yeah. But so, because if you just run away and win, eh, you have fun. But. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I just, I can't turn it off in anything. Like. I could be playing like solitaire with myself. It's like, I need to win. <laughs> like flip the table. I'm like, I'm bleep this game. Like, come on. Yeah. So that that's my mentality when I come to to games and stuff. I think it works, especially in like multiplayer games where politicking matters. I find that when I win, it's because I just talk my way out of it. Because I feel like I'm a nice guy. I'm not like a an a hole at the table. So. <clears throat> Yeah. People don't generally try to kill me or take me out first. Anyways. So yeah, if we got together with some local listeners, it would be just to yeah, play some games, have have fun. Yeah. Yeah, we'd like to thank you for listening. If you want a shout out, please comment, let us know how we can improve or topics you want to hear about. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at Auto Space Games. We also have a YouTube channel, you can catch our unboxings. And some pretty fun videos. We'll get that Space Cadets one up for you really soon. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, on TuneIn. And you can find two of our episodes on SoundCloud. <laughs> that will <laughs> and we'll probably never update it again. So maybe I should put like... <laughs> Just put like a little link that says like... <laughs> yeah. If you're listening... Moved. <laughs> If you're waiting for episode three, it can be found. <laughs> so, do we get any more random episode four downloads? I mean, it wasn't this time. I think it's been pretty solid. Just like okay. all over the place. We're also lining up some more interviews. If you like that interview we did last time, or that wasn't a straight up interview, that was kind of a impressions feedback, and we just happened to have the creator for some questions. But we are lining up a few more interviews just so you can hear from some other people. Maybe some experts in their their field or uh, just other fans of games, game store owners, stuff like that. But I think that's it for this week. My name is Jay. My name is Sean. I'm David. I'm Jared. And I'm Dean. We're out of space games. We'll catch you next time. Star Wars country. (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting for something stupid for Sean. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. (laughs) 